Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Sports bar, chicken parm, sports bar, chicken parm. Sports bar, chicken parm, 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 Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. No Dunks starts now. Next to Tassie is the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and in the background... Working on those cameras. <laughs> Eshwa, kid, what's up, Eshwa? How y'all doing? Yo, yo, hey. yo. All right, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Comment away. Like the video. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Telling people to subscribe yesterday seemed to help a little bit. So keep doing it. We want to get to 60K by All-Star Weekend. <laughs> Tell your friends and family to survive. That's right. Subscribe. <laughs> and survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want them to stay around as well. <laughs> Send in your questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Like that No Bunts baseball shirt that Tass mm-hmm. has on. That's a, a hot ticket item in the store for the baseball heads. Okay. All right. It's For the war available. heads. For the war heads. For the ribby heads. For the hers heads, that's home runs. <laughs> Go to nodunks.com. Get your merch. Warheads, was that a candy or is it war? No, I think it is warheads, right? That yeah. really sour guys. Was that yeah. airheads? No, no. That's, there is airheads, oh, yeah, too. Yeah. There's airheads, too. But yeah. there's, there's a war something. I thought it was something. Was that else. the one I was talking about I never tried no, that's before? Airheads. Oh, that's airheads. That's airheads. <laughs> I like that one. No, that what was herheads. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's what you said. Hold on. <laughs> Can I read an article real quick before we start? Yeah, read the whole article real quick. Uh, read it aloud. Well, actually. I just want to read the headline because it's very intriguing to me. The coolest battle bots, according to me, a battle bot sicko. <laughs> <laughs> I got to read this later over at Defector, I guess. Uh, I'm a big battle bot guy. Okay, anyway, we had some wedgies last night. We had two of them. Yeah, that's right. We had one up in the six, up in Toronto. It was Cody, don't call me Caleb Martin. With the three-point wedgie. Shout out to our guy Devlin giving us a little love. Nice one. Saying no dunks on the broadcast. And then uh, this one. Air ball into the offensive rebound. Into the block wedgie. From Christian Wood. uh, Pinning that Batum shot attempt uh, into the the backboard slash rim there. So that's two more wedgies. We're up to 27 on the NBA season. Not bad at all on a torrent pace. I mean, I don't even think wedgietracker.com is even updated yet. 54 is the pace. Just happened. Just happened. All right. That makes sense. Love it. Let's play a little What You Got. What you got? What you got? Yeah, what you got there. That's how we're doing our game recaps on today's show. First one, we had the Heat set a new NBA record in their win over OKC last night. We saw it live on (laughs) playback. Uh, They went 40 for 40. 
from the free throw line as a team. Jimmy Butler, 23 for 23. And they needed all of them to pull out the one-point victory. Meanwhile, up in Toronto, mm-hmm. we were also watching a little bit of this one on playback. Uh, and, and we'll show you where Toronto is on a map later. <laughs> uh, the Raptors made a season-high 23-pointers in 44 attempts in a 12-point win over the Hornets. Let's have a party, Van Vliet joked about after the game. <laughs> so... I want you to tell me, what was the wilder stat from last night? Was it the Heat going a perfect 40 for 40 at the free throw line? Or was it the Raptors hitting 23s in a game? They're not good at that. Tass, <laughs> what you got? While we were, we were watching Heat Thunder live, couldn't help but get excited for grown men making a lot of free throws. I couldn't help it. It's a, it's a record. It's a record that's been an NBA record for 40 years right, right. and we've been talking about the uh, the most unbreakable records in in the National Basketball Association that one has been broken but I can't get too excited we can't start talking about free throws I know it's January but come on why not well free throw it's, it's a record the game. it's it's a record but do we want to talk about free throws I think it's a little much. Uh, they, I think yes. You, I think it's clearly the 40 for 40 oh. free throws game. This is the ultimate what a free throws do win games. Mm-hmm. 40 for 40 at the line, and the game winner was a free throw <laughs> by the guy who went 23 for 23 and at the you line. you were excited it on playback. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the Raptors. Teams hit 23s all the time. It's only surprising because it's the Raptors. Yeah. 44th time this season that a team has hit 20 or more threes. Listen, of course. 40 and 4 teams are. That's pretty impressive. Say that again. Forty and four, the teams that hit forty, hit twenty or more threes. threes. Yeah, that is impressive. Wow. What yeah, a popular number here today. Forty. Yeah, uh, they got it done. The, the forty free throws kind of masks how bad the Heat's offense is at times. Mm, okay. Uh, and it was surprising, yeah, without Bam and without Tyler Hero, that they got this victory. Uh, that it came down to the wire. Uh, it was uh, a wild one. I do regret missing Victor Oladipo's big three. While we were on playback, I was trying to switch the channels. We didn't see it live. We did see it on replay, but they shouldn't have won this game. Kenrich Williams, if you're talking about free throws winning games, he hits a free throw the other way, and this is OKC's victory, but then Oladipo comes down. Butler gets J-Dub, who looks so good for this young OKC team in the air, and he goes to the line and hits a shot. Yeah, it does definitely does win games. There's no doubt. Did this one. This was a weird game. Yeah, you had the Heat playing without six guys. Like, a lot of their main guys. Four starters, in fact. Uh, their heat center, their backup heat center, I should say, Deadman, got ejected after arguing with his own team after he smacked, like, a... Was it a massage gun? Is yeah, that what it was? Yeah. yeah. That, that went to the flying, court. man. Yeah. It that was... hit it really hard. It went halfway across the court. Pretty impressive. That was dangerous. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. yeah it was. I, mean, I watched it 18 times of replay, because it seems like it comes out of nowhere. Right. But he goes behind the front row... Of, of fans, so there's a court, uh, there's the courtside fans in between him and the court, and so he flings this Theragun that is pretty damn heavy mm-hmm. over a row of fans. One of those fans could have got it right in the noggin, but he flicked it over perfectly. <laughs> uh, that could have been dangerous. Right, right. That could have been a fan lying on the ground. That thing's got to weigh like 20 pounds. No, okay. I don't no, think so. no, no, no. You okay. can put it in your bag and carry it to a yeah. game. Five pounds. Well, people carry a lot of hey, things. Hey, look, in their if bag. I hit somebody in the back Five. of the head after he smacked it, sure, I could, wow. <laughs> I could leave a mark. But uh, yeah, it just goes on the court and he gets tossed. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed De- Dwayne Dedman's uh, Miami Heat career. I think it's over, right? Yeah, probably not the kind of guy who can have a blow up with a coach on the sideline. He ain't Jimmy Butler trying to fight his coach during last mm. season, is what I'm saying. 
I mean, Spolstra sort of laughed it off. Maybe a part of it because I came through in the end uh, in getting the victory. He's, he's like, it's like, we're basically gnarly, I think he said. <laughs> no, he think, no, he went too far, Deadman, in, in hitting that thing. But uh, I don't know. He took it in stride. The Heat are a bunch of crazy guys. Yeah, he said it's getting it, or he was getting it. Yeah, he said it's a normal Tuesday with the Miami Heat. <laughs> uh, really, it was the what happened was, uh, and the enjoyable side from the Thunder perspective is that the Heat third and fourth string backup big men Robinson Haywood Highsmith really the the bigs there were, yeah. were were inside because there was no Bam and then no Dwayne Dedman and so Josh Giddy I thought had a great fourth quarter getting into the lane I thought this was a, a really aggressive Giddy game. We would be talking about Giddy uh, and Shea and the Thunder overall. Uh, Giddy had a, 15, uh, a triple double, 18, 15, and 10. Just I don't, I don't think of him as a guy who really works hard to get to the rim. I think part of it was the Heat didn't have their starting two centers there. Uh, but overall, a really fun game for this deep, deep Thunder team. And they should have got a victory. And, and yeah, the Heat's offense is what I, I was watching. It's just You can just load up on Jimmy. Uh, and Especially about, when without there's no Bam, hero, yeah. no Bam, no Yeah, no, no that's, a, that's a huge yeah. part of it. But even still, no, uh, even still watching them against the Nets when they lost on Sunday, watching them against the Suns on Friday, when Victor Oladipo came through off the bench, came through in this one as well. They just play a lot of iso ball, but they do have iso guys <laughs> if Oladipo and Hero can do it. Nice pass from Oladipo inside there to Jimmy at the end. Nice little bounce pass, like through some traffic, and then Jimmy, yeah, I mean... Poor Jalen Williams, the rook. He yep. gets a lot of guys, Jimmy Butler, on that pump fake. He does it almost all the time in a clutch situation where he's that close to the rim. And, uh, yeah, he got him, let out a primal scream, and then had to knock it down. And I couldn't believe we were excited. We were like a bunch of Lee Ellis's last night, <laughs> pumped about a free throw to set the record and win the game uh, down, the, down the stretch there. That was awesome. Jimmy dragged him to the win. Uh, he'll get some local votes, I do believe, for MVP when the time comes. Because the Thunder built a lead in this one, and then it was an instant 11-2 run when Butler checked back in. A 6-0 yep. run to win the game. Really a game of runs out there. Yeah, you had you know? called that on our playback watch. you got to come join us, Trey Kirby said. I mean, I was getting a little concerned. Well, in the end, they didn't cover, so we yep. lost when we get to our pick and results. But, yeah, they were down, and you said... Don't worry, Jimmy's coming back here soon. Heat will go on a run. That's exactly what happened. And they pulled it out in the end. Uh, entertaining, incredibly entertaining game for a game which saw one team hit 40 free throws. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. All right, let's keep going here with what you got. No Booker, no CP3, no Aiton. Steph Curry returning from an 11-game absence with that partially dislocated left shoulder. You'd think the Suns were in trouble. No. Somehow the injury-plagued, shorthanded Suns went out and absolutely dominated the dubs. 125-113. We also had Kawhi Leonard scoring a season-high 33 points as the Clippers, they snapped a bad losing streak with the 113-101 win over Dallas, despite 43 from Luka. Norman Powell added 27 off the bench for the Clips. So, I want to ask you guys, Trey, we'll start with you. Better win last night to snap a six-game losing streak. The Suns over the Dubs or the Clips over the Mavs? What you got? I like the added wrinkle that both of these are kind of revenge games you know Suns Warriors I think is more of like a Chris Paul versus Steph Curry kind of long-term rivalry and then Clippers and Mavericks they just keep playing each other in the playoffs <laughs> which is awesome but I think the better win has got to be the Suns playing on the road against Golden State yep. with Steph Curry coming back that's a massive win for Phoenix if they had been playing well and they have not been playing well at all but they got big games from Mikhail Bridges Damian Lee getting his championship Ooh, ring. Yeah, 14 for 14 at the free throw line. <laughs> yeah. Good night to shoot free throws, I guess. And Dwayne Washington also had a big game. Phoenix Suns are 8-3 and three when Mikael Bridges scores 20 or more yep. points this season. 
They need it more than every couple of weeks, though, is the thing. He's just not very consistent as a scorer. And with Booker out, they need somebody to be consistently scoring from the perimeter. But I thought that was a pretty solid job uh, by the Suns. And kind of surprising that the Warriors would lay such an egg. Maybe it's just because Curry was coming back. They did a good job with him on the shelf, 6-5. and five, But every win matters uh, in the Western Conference with all these teams glutting it up in the middle there. So big win for Phoenix. Huge blowout. Uh, really shocking with Curry and Wiggins back. The best five-man unit back together for the first time in over a month. And a complete egg. Uh, but I guess you can expect it. A- an odd home stand for the Warriors. Start 5-0, and lose their last three. Uh, they could have been uh, you know, rolling above 500 and, and on, on a roll here. But here we are the midpoint of the season and no consistency there for the Warriors. Yeah, a decent win there for the Suns. I didn't see this Kawhi Leonard game coming, though, whatsoever. Mm. Uh, to to be 9 of 12 and just his old robot self from game to no, game. he's a battle bot. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I don't really know what battle bots are. I know you, you love the TV show. Yeah, we're going. Me and my buddy Jared and, and Dub, we're going. It's our it's our it's on our bucket list to see BattleBots live to be in the crowd and hold up a dumb sign. <laughs> Dream big. It'll happen. Yeah. Are you guys gonna make one? Because these BattleBots are created by people and then they go to battle. Are we gonna make a, a BattleBot? Sure. No, no, we're not that smart. Jared we went to Georgia Tech. <laughs> he did. He make did. a bot, Jared. You want to what? You want us to make like a like an NBA themed BattleBot? Because they all got their things, right? Some are spinners, some are flippers, some are shooting fire. Ooh. Yeah. What do you want us to are we gonna have to like a bounce we gotta bounce a ball or something somehow. You I don't can, know, we'll brainstorm this. You could make one that's NBA themed that shoots fire, I think, right? Like he's on fire, NBA Jamo bot. I don't know. <laughs> well, what actually, about Kawhi? Look, the claw. Yeah. The Kawhi claw. There are Very ones good. that like just straight up pin ones. Don't let them go and stuff like that. The mm. claw. That's good. Can All right. Give him a little voice. You think Kawhi, would, Kawhi or Uncle Dennis would kick in some money to Yeah. To you know, get he, started he on could this? boost his brand. These aren't cheap. These bots, man. I think you could put a little uh, voice box in it. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Ooh, I like that task. As soon as you win, you're on the, you're on you the win. You throw up the claw. Uh, 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 uh. Boom. <laughs> He's uh, a fun guy. All right, uh, fun he, bot. <laughs> That's good. Uh, good name too. Uh, uh, he is a Sorry, he is a, he is a unique player. If we remember. Uh, the way he came back, because uh, it's easy to forget. Yeah, he won a championship. Yeah, he went out because he stepped on Zaza Pachulia's foot when they were in the conference finals. Played nine games the next year. So is that like last year where he played no games? And then the season after is when he won the championship. I, I just say that because he's so unique. Is this the season where he becomes championship Kawhi again? I know it, it's, yeah, it, I it's mean... odd going game to game, but he is like nobody else. And you'd usually, you'd think a guy would have to come in and play games. He's only played basically half of their games. And in games like this, especially the threes and the threes late, that ain't Kawhi like. Uh, hitting three threes is a lot for him. I mean, that's that's all you can ask of him. That, that's what um, his high is. He's tied his uh, season high, not, not his career high, but his season high for threes. That was marvelous uh, to, to watch that and uh, them take care of it. It's just a, it's a, it's a, a real heckle and jide team, as we said yesterday. <laughs> yes, as I said, <laughs> screwed it up. He is like over his last ten games. Uh, now some of them he hasn't played in because of uh, you know, obviously the management with his uh, with his knee and stuff like that. But he had a thirty-one point game. 
He had the 33 last night, 29 before that, got a 26 and a 24 in sort of uh, not back-to-back in terms of the calendar, but two consecutive games that he played there. Uh, those ones came in losses to the uh, Celtics and Pacers. But he's like, you're right, Tass. Like, he's starting to play a little bit more, and he's starting to look a lot more like Kawhi of old when he's out there. But 9-12 was uh, pretty dominant. And getting at the line, that's huge too. Over these last two games, he's living at the free throw line. I know all we're talking about is free throws on today's show. Big day. And battle bots. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 10 attempts in the last game and 12 attempts last night going perfect. So that that's I think that's more than anything, is such an encouraging sign for the health of Kawhi and attacking and looking sort of invincible. And a team that doesn't get to the free throw line. All right. Right, right, right. He could be that guy. Um, I was happy, just to bring it back to the Suns there quickly, too. Bridges with the 26-9-5, and because um, I was crapping on him here recently when there was no Booker and Chris Paul was sort of in and out, and he was just putting up some duds. And I think he was just being asked to do a little too much, but for them to win these games and for them to pick up that win over the Warriors last night to jump them into standings, he has to play like this more times than not when they're missing those guys. So that was a really great game from him. And also, how about Looney getting his ass kicked from by Biombo? early in this game to the point where Steve Kerr goes to Iguodala like really really early like a few minutes in because Biombo was giving Looney the business there um, and they're you know usually a good starting five you're right like the Warriors yeah uh, statistically the best coming in uh, but Looney's allowed to have a bad game I, th- I think Looney has been a rock for them every mm-hmm. single night and it was surprising no Booker no no Chris Paul no Aiton no Cam Johnson no campaign. And they still do that no to, to the Warriors. No Crowder. No Crowder. <laughs> still not playing. No Tom Chambers. <laughs> no um, Oliver Miller. Jeff Hornacek. Uh, all right. Richard Dumas. Final one. Three other games, so let's lump them all together. Uh, Donovan Mitchell returned to Utah, popped off for 46 points. Wasn't enough. Cavs fell to the Jazz, 116-114. Wild ending to that game. Uh, Franz Wagner scored 29. Magic beat the reeling Trailblazers, 109-106. Portland missed a flurry of three-point attempts in the final moments. They had so many chances to tie this thing up. They couldn't. And then we had Embiid rocking the braids, going for 36 points, 11 boards. James Harden had a triple-double in like 26 minutes as the Sixers destroyed Detroit, 147-116. to Just a beatdown. Tass, what was the most impressive victory from those three? The Jazz, the Magic... Or the Sixers? What you got? Where, where we, sorry, I got to ask Trey, what are you giggling about with the Embiid boss? Oh. Uh, I love the quote from Embiid where he said, we didn't want to mess around. I wanted to make sure that we were all together and on the same page that it was going to be a three-quarter game. He didn't play in the fourth quarter. None of the starters did. That's pretty <laughs> uh, impressive. Yeah. He called it. He's like, I haven't played for a while. So we're going to go smack these guys. That they did. They did. Was that the most impressive? <laughs> uh, was that no. The Pistons? No. no I, I mean, if he would have said that before the game, gave it a Babe Ruth, call his shot, Ooh. then it is. I'm only playing three quarters tonight because yeah. they're going to be up 40 by the end of the third. Ooh, they, That'd be that baller. Be baller. <laughs> anyway, they got it done. They're, they're playing right, great they're right They're playing now. great. Harden and B for sure. Uh, yeah, the most impressive was the Cavs-Jazz scenario. Everybody a winner, I think. Donovan Mitchell going back to Utah for his first game after five seasons there. Having himself a night, an incredible night, incredible fourth, 46 points, and uh, had himself a great fourth quarter. They're up, but the Jazz scrap and fight and look like the Jazz that we've seen most of the first half, overcoming a, a huge deficit to just be the scrappier and bigger bunch. They got on the offensive glass late. They just got extra possession after extra possession. They beat the Cavs by 17 rebounds overall. Big part of that, Jared Allen went out, even Isaac Okoro went out, and Karis LeVert ended up guarding 
um, Jordan Clarkson down the stretch and fouling him over and over and over <laughs> and over. Just and over fouling and over. him. <laughs> that was the just defense. Just fouling and fouling and fouling. Three times I on think, three point shots. You, I, you're, not, you're maybe not even here on Friday's podcast, but uh, Karis Levert deserves possibly some worst of the week uh, <laughs> a nomination because it was insane. Like Cleveland should have won this game. Oh yeah. Karis Levert, you could argue, blew the game <laughs> or the Cavs. Like, let's go through it because it's so insane. Cleveland's up five, 90 seconds to go. Karis LeVert is guarding Jordan Clarkson, like you said, on the perimeter. He goes up for a three-point shot. He nails it. And Clarkson, like, it gets under him a little bit. Now, I think you could argue, did Clarkson jump a little forward? Did LeVert really slide under him? But they go look at it, and they rule it a flagrant one. They say that's recklessness there, and that's the definition of it. And so, yeah, that's a flagrant shot. That's a foul shot. So Clarkson makes it four. That's four points there. And you get to keep the ball. You keep possession. And what happens? Karis LeVert fouls Clarkson again <laughs> on a three-point attempt. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't hit that one, but he went to the line, hit all three. That's a seven-point possession. Mm-hmm. They were up five, 90 seconds to go, and suddenly they are down two with, like, 70 seconds to go. And still had a chance and all that, but, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was guy, crazy. Man. And, again, that first one, man, I don't know. I mean, sure, maybe a foul, but, wow. I, I was a little shocked they called it a flagrant one after yeah. looking at it. I didn't think he went way under him. And, again, I think Clarkson... Jumped a little ahead, but anyway. Not as shocking tough, as tough that delivery. as that call in the corner on Miami on Kane, who was, quote-unquote, under the Thunder player and got a flagrant on call. On Kendrick Williams at the end. Yeah. yeah. The ball Major ball don't lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weird, weird stuff on that one. A guy right. who isn't guarding the guy goes under him, but he didn't <laughs> he go his, under. He has back to him. He has back to so him. Close yeah. to uh, so really weird. Jordan Clarkson, though, obviously came through. Oh, yeah. And it was a little surprising because he missed a big free throw earlier on, and he just started chucking threes at the end. Larry Marketing having an off game. I thought uh, Evan Mobley did a really good job filling in for Jared Allen at the five spot in the fourth quarter defensively, but they couldn't grab uh, some of those boards that really hurt. And Jordan Clarkson, even though the Utah Jazz are advertising Lowry Markkinen and only Lowry Markkinen only as their all-star. They're promoting Lowry Markkinen and getting Clarkson the heck out. That's I the th- move, though. That's the move. It's that's smart. Move. And they're doing it a ton. Coming back from break, you see the ad, the image come up, the finisher. Get him into the all-star game and just an image of Lowry Markkinen. Then when the Jazz are at the foul line, again, this image pops up from the, the score bug. <laughs> yeah. This image of Lowry Markkinen. Here he is. Vote him now. Just Larry Markin. Don't worry about Jordan Clarkson. And they've got him up, right, Trey? They've got him into... He was seventh, I think. He was seventh. On first returns. They're doing Second a good job. Second returns come out tomorrow. Yep. We'll see how, uh, yeah. see how that graphic work is doing for <laughs> it, the votes. Best of the week. I think that's smart. Don't split your vote. You see the Suns, they're splitting it between Bridges, Aiton, Paul, and Booker. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, they and, try and please all their guys. Yeah, so exactly. Well, that's what all teams do. <laughs> yeah. And you'd think they'd throw Clarkson up there. He's having a, he's having a decent <laughs> Clarkson year. Clarkson doesn't have a chance of making the All-Star team. He's got n- double the stats of Chris Paul this season. Well, Chris Paul ain't making the All-Star team. Oh, I know, but he's on a graphic. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. They do say, vote Lowry into the All-Star game. And any other jazz, jazz. you might want to see. <laughs> Toss him a vote. <laughs> Throw a vote to Walker Kessler, please. <laughs> Let him sleep in your bed. Did you enjoy the uh, did you enjoy the Donovan Mitchell Let him sleep in your bed? <laughs> did you enjoy the Donovan Mitchell uh, you know, homecoming here in the video package and, and how he was received? Yeah, that was great. Salt, I thought it was uh, Yeah, I think that, that the arena was ready to number one cheer for him but also cheer for their team and they willed him I think to the victory the way they were getting on the offensive glass 15 offensive boards that was a good jazz home crowd they always have a good home crowd but they were ready and 
not a lot of booze, which was the right thing to do. So, right, right, yeah, right, right. They got that. They uh, got it done. I'll uh, say this, though. 46 for Mitchell last night. Tons of love. Get your bets in now for Donovan Mitchell to win All-Star MVP. Mm. Ooh. Back in Utah. Oh. Ooh, he said he felt comfortable like he'd been playing there for the past five seasons. Oh. <laughs> he looked comfortable. And it looked like, it honestly looked like the Cavs had the win. They went on an 11-0 run in the middle of the fourth quarter. Yep. Up by seven. That looked like it was it. <laughs> but Karis LeVert had different opinions on this one. <laughs> um, you said uh, have Walker Kessler sleep in your bed. <laughs> Will Donovan Mitchell be sleeping in his own bed? Like maybe he still has a house in Utah when he goes does back he? for the All Star game. I don't know if he does, but well, that probably. could that could be an extra comfort level. For, for the exa- yeah, yeah, he's sleeping in his own bed on the road. That's maybe. No wonder he looks it's so not good bad, last night. Not yeah. a bad pick there for an All Star uh, game. That's MVP. a good pick. For you you can at game. least see him like in the first five minutes of the game giving it a shot. You know what I mean? Fire yeah, up a bunch of threes. Yeah, he'll probably be starting. Mm-hmm. So I could see him like trying for it. Yeah, it's nice to pick a guy as well that has never won one. Mm-hmm. That's true. He definitely doesn't have one. Yeah. He's played in a lot of games, I guess, at this point. Uh, as for the Blazers, just like I don't, I don't want to really talk about them all that much. They're in a funk, um, and like they're losing a lot of games here after a really strong start to the season. Incredibly, they're losing it because of their offense, not as much as their defense, which hasn't been that bad, but having all these opportunities at the end. I don't know if you saw the clip or watched the end of this game where they had three chances to just knock down a three, and the Magic pulled it off. I mean, Magic built up a big lead, and Blazers got back into it, and they built another lead and stuff like that. But Fogder with uh, 29, and Wendell Carter with 20 and 10. Uh, Magic, man. Scrappy little bunch down there in Orlando. And they're uh, they're playing really good basketball right now. 16 and 26 they've improved to, which is, you know... Five or six games better than the bottom teams at yeah, this point. Yeah, they're racking up some wins right yeah. now. Franz, 15 points in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, Portland went 0 for 9 from 3, including missing a ton yeah. right there at the end. Franz has a deep bag with regards to finishing. This guy's got every single shot inside the lane. A floater, a scoop, a hook. It's weird. Like I don't feel like he has crazy moves on the perimeter, but once he gets into the lane, it's like... Tricky finish after tricky finish. Are yeah. the are the magic uh, trying to get us to vote for Franz Wagner and and Paolo and any other maybe magic Bull you may want to see? <laughs> David for Copperfield. The game? Um, I'm not sure. I couldn't tell Probably. you. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen. But uh, Franz, yeah, we talked about the the biggest sophomore jump. It's probably him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just in terms of strictly gotten better. To go along with Bancaro and Wendell Carter Jr., we never talk about. He's been injured most of the season. Yeah, he was but, gone for a lot. But he's clearly their best center, even though they have uh, a billion centers. They have Bull Bull. They have Mo Bamba. They have the other Wagner. And, but he, Mo. Mo Wagner. But Wendell Carter Jr. came along uh, with Franz Wagner, essentially the draft pick from the Bulls for Vooch. They got a big front court. I, 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 heard her man, front court. I heard her man Mark Schindler on the Daily Dimes today say, in two years, this is going to be the best front court in the NBA. Those three. Wow. That's, uh, you know, it's possible. <laughs> I guess. It's, uh, it's possible. It, it's a great player in Bancaro, okay. getting great in, in Franz Wagner, and very, very solid in Wendell Carter Jr. when he plays. Uh, also, speaking of big guys on the Magic, forward Jonathan Isaac, who hasn't played in two seasons. He hasn't played. His last NBA regular season game was like 892 days That's ago. a lot. Holy crap. Anyway, he's set to play for the G League, uh, Lakeland Magic, uh, as he's continuing to come back from that torn ACL. So he's been practicing with Orlando for a while now here. At some point, we're going to see Jonathan Isaac on the Magic. 
I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. He gets those G League reps like in, and they, and they get him up there. Uh, good win there from Orlando. Bad loss from the Blazers, who are uh, struggling right now. Let's take our first break. When we come back, trade rumors. All right, back in the Classic Factory. Let's get to some trade rumors. Hawks have been rumored to be looking to trade John Collins <laughs> since before time. Uh, one team that is said to be interested in John Collins is the Nets. Now, one East executive shared with Heavy Sports the frameworks of a hypothetical deal here. The Nets could build a package around Joe Harris to make the money match, throw in a Royce O'Neal and a Cam Thomas, and possibly some uh, draft capital. So some uh, one, two first-round picks, potentially in the future. Four, John Collins. Uh, again, this is coming by way of heavy sports. Any thoughts on uh, any thoughts on the Nets actually being interested in trying to get a guy like John Collins? I can see the idea. Yeah, you can uh, upgrade your talent in the front court with John Collins, trading a lot of parts and a lot of first-round picks. This is an expensive John Collins package, I think. Overall, this okay. is this is a good amount for a guy who's a very very good player. Twenty and ten uh, a few years ago, I can see what they're doing. I don't think it's the right thing to do though. I, I think they're giving up some of their chemistry. Royce O'Neal has been really good, very good uh, on the perimeter for them, hitting threes, playing defense. You're going for John Collins, who uh, will work hard and, and be a really good player offensively, but you're giving something up defensively, I think, size-wise. I think what they should be going for is somebody who, if Nick Claxton gets in foul trouble. Like a Larry Nance or somebody like that. Like somebody, somebody, Larry Nance is not available, but a big to back up Nick Claxton, number one. Uh, number two, uh, it's, this, it, it, it's cost too much and you're, and you're messing up your defensive uh, perimeter defense for your interior defense. And we don't know how John Collins is going to play as a third guy on this team. We've seen with Atlanta, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It hasn't this year, obviously. He's not an incredible three-point shooter like Royce O'Neal is. I know I'm focusing on Royce O'Neal, like, you know, making it seem like he's a great player. But the chemistry is so good right now, I think you'd be messing with it for a lot. You'd be giving up a decent amount for, again, a talented guy who's going to work defensively. He's going to try hard, as we've seen him in the playoffs, but... He lacks size. I think other teams will be saying, "All right, we're going, we're going inside, no problem." When Nick Claxton's out of the way, they don't have a backup center. Ben Simmons is a backup center. I think they could probably spend less to help their team more right. somewhere else. What do you think, TK? Yeah, I think this is probably a Nets say no because they still owe a lot of picks to the Rockets through the 2027 yeah. season. Kind of risky to trade even more of your future, like two picks for John Collins with Kevin Durant being injured right now. It's just, a, it's just a tough spot because it's really a question of does Collins push them over the edge? Is it worth trading away even more of your future this season, not knowing exactly how long Kevin Durant's got to stay healthy when he does come back? Uh, he's struggled, Collins has, as the third guy this year. He seems really lost where he's going to be getting his shots. He would be going to play with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, who take even more shots than Trey Young and DeJounte Murray alongside. The Nets definitely need three-pointers. They definitely need rebounding. Collins helps with yep. those, but I don't think he solves either of those problems for them. So it feels like they would be giving up a ton to get a guy who would help a little, but maybe not everything they need. Yeah, Collins is having an absolute abysmal season. I mean, he's shooting under 50% from the floor as a big guy. That's worrisome, 13 points per game. But 
is that just because he's been in trade rumors for like three years running and he's over this shit in Atlanta and he wants to be traded and he's not putting in full effort and maybe is not driving all that well with the coaching staff or the players or whatever. I mean, this guy was averaging like 22 points per game a couple of seasons ago uh, and, and can help a team. This would be the Nets going, there's an opening to win the title right now and we think Collins as our third slash fourth best player with just giving up Joe Harris's contract, and yeah, Royce O'Neal, but not much else, you know, if you don't care about the picks because you want to win right now, that's them saying this. And, you know, I could understand it. He helps some things that they're they're lacking in, but probably probably not, not, not this much. And also within this article, there are reports that the Hawks, like, they this came up, Shams talked about this a while ago, that, like, the Hawks were like, well, we want Ben Simmons for a potential, like, John Collins trade going back to Brooklyn. They're like, well, we're not doing that. And then they've also said maybe Atlanta wants, like, the Donovan Mitchell-Rudy Gobert trade package, (laughs) which, like, you are no way getting three first-round picks for John Collins. Two is probably a lot. I mean, players have to come back to make the deal work. Money-wise, that's the other thing. Collins makes a lot of money. Um, So, yeah, this is, again, from Heavy Sports, that hypothetical trade. But let's hear from you guys. Is there something to it? Do you think the Nets uh, should explore this? I guess the idea is, like, as we get closer and closer to the deadline... And he's playing like crap, and he doesn't probably want to be there anymore. Does that, the package that the Hawks are asking back for, does it just diminish and get lower and lower and lower to the point where they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> we'll take this player to make the books work, this maybe young player that could help us, and a pick for John Collins because we don't want to have to pay him 120 whatever it is, $125 million. I mean, maybe. I mean, looking at this trade, this specific trade for the Hawks, I say send it in a second. Joe Harris would join the rotation immediately. Royce O'Neal would join the rotation immediately. Maybe Cam Thomas, and then you're getting a couple of picks back when the Hawks owe a bunch of picks to the Spurs. This is an easy yes trade from for the, the Hawks. Hawks. Okay. Yeah, you replenish it, replenish that cupboard that has been emptied for sure. And John Collins has not jived with the backcourt, and there's been the you know the report of him not jiving with Trey Young a couple of years ago in, in team meetings, but he's never requested a trade, and I think that would help the trade value come coming back to Atlanta, whatever that is. But that's a lot. It's still a lot uh, for a guy who um, it was a 2010, but he's an, uh, as a number two. I'd love to see him see it again, uh, but the Nets need to get bigger. And I, and this doesn't doesn't really help that. Well, I mean, John he's bigger. Collins is he's bigger taller. than these other guys going. But Royce back. is a fierce perimeter yeah, yeah, defender, right. and so they'd be. I think they'd be creating another hole on the perimeter. All right, let's talk about the Knicks. According to Hoops Hype, the Knicks are willing to part with Cam Reddish now for two second round picks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> used to be a first round pick. We don't play him at all. Never gets off the bench. He was the 10th overall pick, though. We'll take two second-round picks for him, according to Hoops Hype. The Laker Bucks, Lakers Bucks, other teams have inquired about him. And then another Knicks player whose name has circulated the rumor mill here uh, somewhat recently, Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, the Bucks again, the Mavs, Wizards, others teams have inquired, hey, what can we get Quickly for? I think the report was the Knicks wanted a first-round pick for him. Maybe that's even changed, though, now, after R.J. Barrett was out and Quickly is like putting up some big numbers. Uh, for New York, thoughts on either of these guys being moved, where you think they could uh, slot in nicely? Well, what do you think about this report with the Knicks here in Reddish and Quickly? What happened to those 21 Hawks that went to the conference final? Sam, Cam Reddish played some games. He played well. He shot 64% from three. It was only four games. Uh, but he was hot. Yeah. He, and... Uh, John Collins, obviously a part of that team. This team uh, seems to be crumbling. It's unfortunate what happened. Um, John Collins is going to excel somewhere else. Cam Reddish, now with the Knicks getting another opportunity, not in the rotation. 
I might be able, I might be willing to give up on him, I guess. Um, but it's worth a flyer for two second round picks if you're another team. But it makes sense that the the price is going down. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, first round pick is what was he, he he garnered last year, this year, and as we get closer to the trade deadline, the price will go down for all these guys. Just starting, we'll start with there with Cameron Reddish. I know, I know you guys aren't Cameron Reddish lovers. No, I get it. But the Knicks have a ton of, excuse me, the Lakers have a ton of second round picks. They, why not throw a guy like Cam Reddish on their team? I mean, they could use throw him in there. He could get some minutes at, at some time, especially with injuries if they really are ugly head. So, yeah, if it, that's all it takes, they got tons of second round picks. Um, but it's not going to take a lot to get Cam Reddish. He doesn't even play for the Knicks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's not, he doesn't yeah. play defense, and that's a big part why Tibbs doesn't want him out there. Probably one second round pick. We'll get it done at the trade deadline if anybody wants to take a risk. And the Lakers are the kind of team that should take a risk because. Athletic guys tend to look good next to LeBron. Just run the court. Yeah. He'll pass it to you. Westbrook will too. Uh, so maybe that's the kind of team that does it, but needle moving, it ain't Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm the Knicks, though, I don't trade Emmanuel quickly unless he's in a package for a star because Tibbs is playing him now. Suddenly, quickly is playing 40 minutes a game. That's a nice, fast, slow combo with him and Jalen yeah. Brunson. They're plus nine points per pos- per 100 possessions when they're on the court together. The Knicks have three extra first-rounders and an extra first-round pick in 2025, so it's not like they're trying to recoup anything. I'd hang on to quickly and keep playing him. He's decent when he actually plays. He's competing on defense right now, and he gives the Knicks a little athleticism, which is something they're generally lacking, I would say. Totally. Why trade him? I think he's even a little undervalued defensively. I think he can be on the court in late-game situations. I don't think he's just a sixth man when it comes down to it. Uh, he's really solid. I think both the, these Nets and Knicks chemistry um, scenarios they got going on, the chemistry in both their locker rooms, why mess with it? I, I don't really get it. I, I, I hear what you're saying with John Collins. Maybe they're going for it. But this is unlikely for the Knicks to be able to garner anything back that would help them go for it. It doesn't make sense. Why, why trade quickly? It, maybe it's just this. Nick's got to be in the rumor mill. So that's why uh, we're hearing these guys. Reddish makes way more sense. Uh, Mark Stein says the Dallas Mavericks have made Tim Hardaway Jr. available. And, according to Chris Fedor, the Cavaliers might be interested in him. Tim Hardaway Jr., the gunner, the man who will score 50 in a game before it's all said and done, mark my word, uh, is available. Is this surprising to, to you to hear this report from Stein? Who's pretty plugged in when it comes to Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I guess it's a little surprising just because the Mavs are 14-9 and with Tim Hardaway Jr. in the starting lineup for Reggie Bullock. But I guess Karis LeVert, oddly enough, is the player who may be available for the Mavs going back the other way. Tim Hardaway Jr. is older. His contract lasts two extra years. It runs through 2025. But the good thing about Tim Hardaway Jr. that's different from Karis LeVert, they shoot about the same percentage, but Tim Hardaway Jr. is a straight-up chucker. If he touches the ball outside the three-point line, he is shooting it, and that's kind of a must-have when you're playing alongside Luka Doncic. I feel like uh, Karis LeVert gets a little dribble-happy from time to time, really pounds it. And the Mavs already have a guy like that in Spencer Dinwiddie. Comparable players... I guess the good thing about Levert is that his contract is done at the end of the season, which gives the Mavericks a chance to just mix things up. They've had basically the same team, it feels like, for the past five seasons. Brunson out, Wood in is the real changes, but it just feels like they need to have some flexibility going forward, so maybe that's why they would be interested. Yeah, as far as from the Cavs' perspective, I understand why they'd give up on Karis Levert. They probably don't want to sign him long-term. 
when they've got four other guys who are basically potential all-stars that they got to pay. Karis Levert's contract comes up. It makes sense that they'd want to get rid of him. Trey brought up a good point about Tim Hardaway. You got to love Tim Hardaway if you're trading for him because he's got a couple more years. Mm -hmm. And he makes sense on a team that has a couple creators. (laughs) The Lakers will come up every single time. Uh, But, yeah, Tim Hardaway... Touch and go. He he will release it. He'll he'll let it fly. Uh, while the Mavs, they need they need a talent upgrade. Um, but it, I, I don't think I I get that the Karis LeVert potential for playing him beside uh, Luca. But I agree. You, you, this Tim Hardaway just makes sense right now. So it doesn't really make sense. I don't think to deal him. The good thing about Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract is it is declining. It's one of those <laughs> ones. So it's actually going to get less and less. Uh, he's about. 19 mil, 19 and a half mil this season, and then it goes down to under 18 million, and then in the final year, 16 million. But that is a couple years there that you're going to be locked into that money. Um, yeah, we've talked before about the Cavs wanting to upgrade, though, that that wing position. Um, is it another shooter? Should it be another defensive-minded guy to try and slow your Jalen Browns and your Tatums and stuff like that? Like, that's not Tim Hardaway Jr. No. This guy guns, <laughs> and he can catch fire, and he can change a game because of his shooting, but... He will give some back on the other end. So I, I think this is pretty unlikely, but I, I get the uh, reasoning from really both sides. The Cavs wanting to upgrade that wing position and the Mavs maybe like, yeah, shake it up and shake it up. Get maybe another playmaker in there or someone that can play a little defense or something like that uh, in possibly moving a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. All right, final one here from Bleacher Report. Uh, the Pistons and the Rockets are expected to be sellers at the deadline, but both are apparently asking for too much for players like Bogdanovich and Eric Gordon. Quote, they both want first-round picks for guys over 30, one source said of the Pistons and Rockets. They may be willing to wait until the summer since both Bogdanovich and Gordon are under contract. Um, the real question is, are either of these guys, to the right team, worth the first-round pick in the next month here? What do you think? I think uh, Bogdanovich is more likely worth a first-round pick because he's got two years on his contract after this, runs through the 2025 season. Eric Gordon's got a $20 million team option for next year. If he was going to be traded for a first-round pick, much like John Collins, I do believe it would have already happened Mm. because both these guys are going to be 34 when the playoffs start. Gordon has been in trade rumors forever, and he's obviously pretty unhappy right now uh, in Houston. He wants to get out of there, but if they didn't get a first-round pick for him the previous three deadlines, probably not happening this season. Bogdanovich, though, maybe so, because you at least get to keep him more so than a rental. Uh, This is uh, Raphael Stone doing his job, waiting it out. I think he's got the Raphael Stones to wait out for another four weeks to to say, give us a first-round pick, and yeah, it depends on the other team. What kind of how many picks they have? Like right. like the the Phoenix Suns, do they value them extremely highly? Boyan Bogdanovich, do it. Uh they could use a, a guy who who lets it go, a, a bench scorer. And their window is now. I know they do have obviously a young core with Aiton Bridges and Booker, but I think they want an upgrade. So, if it's a protected first round pick for Boyan Bogdanovich to be on the Suns roster, that's a weapon in the mm-hmm. in the postseason. He could close games. He could guard perimeter players. It's not much of a defensive downgrade at all. So yeah, he would be the guy over. You think uh, it's Eric much Gordon. more likely Bogdanovich could get a first round pick late in the first round, like you said, protected of some sort. Where Eric Gordon, despite Stone doing the right thing and and sitting on it and waiting on it, he's not going to get that right. <laughs> I mean, there would have to be a very desperate team. 
to throw a first-round pick at Eric Gordon at this point. To rent Eric Gordon. Right, right. Good point. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's happening, but you'd like to see him moved at this point, too. Like, even less so Bogdanovich. Like, I'm not even upset with him staying with Detroit, if that's the case and the path they take, to play with their young guys even next year and stuff like that, and then maybe move them. But Eric Gordon, like, we saw the quote. We saw the clip. Like, he's like... Ain't nobody developing here. Ain't nobody getting better. Like, I'm tired of watching Jalen Green chuck away, and, like, this ain't no fun for me. Like, get me the hell out of here. Um, Made me wonder, is there beef between Austin Rivers and Eric Gordon? Because Austin Rivers just had a quote where he's basically like, all the Rockets really need is a veteran guard who can teach these guys how to play basketball and score. (laughs) That's Eric Gordon. Yeah, that's Eric Gordon. And he's the one complaining about everything uh, in Houston. They do need vets, and they might be trying to trade their one vet. Where did Austin Rivers say this? On his new podcast? I saw he has a podcast. I I just saw it in uh, uh, the Minneapolis newspaper. Oh, okay. Star? Star Tribune. I mean, I think think Austin Rivers has a new podcast. I'm pretty sure I heard an ad for it on another NBA podcast. Might be called... Off guard? Could be called Go that. off with Austin Rivers. Oh, go off. All right. All right. Close. Uh, <laughs> a veteran NBA guard, Austin Rivers, and his conversational skills reveal a side of him you've never known. <laughs> cool. Nice. Have to check nice. it out. Uh, Austin Rivers is going to be talking shit about Eric Gordon on his first <laughs> podcast. Or uh, maybe he's already doing podcasting. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, let's hear from everybody on those trade rumors. Anything else I missed that you wanted to throw in there we've talked a lot about the raptors already and what they're going to do are they going to move gary trent jr they're going to move anyone else so there's that they saved their season last night with a win so they're good now <laughs> thanks for the hornets um yeah any, anyone else or just wait and see here like i don't know I'm, I'm like i keep going back and forth between we're going to get a very exciting trade deadline because there's enough teams that you could convince yourself like hey there's an opening let's make a move like let's go for it in terms of getting player x whatever to help us and then I, f- I think the opposite. Like, they're all like, well, we're all the same. <laughs> Why give up draft capital or something like that if it's not really going to change our outcome that much? Or yeah, and the the, I don't know. I'm going back and forth. I don't know right. what's going to happen. And the asking price is so high right now. Yeah, well, yeah, because like- of what happened with Ro- Gobert and, to a less extent, Mitchell, because he's sort of proven to be a superstar. But the Gobert thing really screwed everything up. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> Gobert and Mitchell are all NBA players. We're talking well, like yeah, yeah. OG John Collins, not even all-star players, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. asking for... I saw somebody in the stream team say that uh, Boyan Bogdanovich could be worth two first-round no, picks. No. This is insanity. Yeah. Well, that's what... um, it's posturing season right now. Yeah. Next week, all of these extension guys become eligible for yeah. trades. We've still got a little bit of time to see which teams are going to end up being sellers here. Like We haven't had enough Washington Wizards rumors, mm. for my liking, because right. they're a team... They're down in 12th in the Eastern Conference right now. Kuzma is going to be a free agent in the summer. He will like he ain't going to stick around in Washington. He should be traded. Rui Hachimura got a chance to be traded. Even Porzingis, I think, is in the mix. And who knows if Bradley Beal ever waves his no-trade clause or something like that. I just think that's a team we're going to hear a little bit more about. Maybe the Blazers as well. Maybe the Jazz as well, since they hit a little bit of a cold yeah. patch here. Give it a couple of more weeks. We'll see these stinker teams. Stinking it up. Okay. I think teams have done a better job of keeping things close to a, the vest, too. We've been surprised by trades the last couple of years, right? Like we were surprised when Donovan Mitchell was traded, even though he'd been in rumors for a while. I just think that the teams we don't hear about, like the Wizards, they'll make some deals. Will it, Barton, it'll happen. Well, Barton could. I think he's an expiring contract, too. You could see him. I mean, if they don't think he's going to be signing with them long term. 
That's like a guy that's like, that's a classic that's a trade guy. deadline guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guy. Like, oh, yeah. You could win us a quarter in a playoff series. Sure. Get Will Burton in here. Can't get Alec Burks. Get you a Will Burton. Oh, Alec Burks. That's the Same other guy. one. Same yeah, guy. Get you a Terrence They'll Ross. Terrence Ross. Get you a Gary Harris. Why not? He's always available. Yeah, there's four weeks. Right now, it's probably, it's like that galaxy brain meme. It's like, we want three draft picks, three first-round draft picks. Next image, two first-round draft picks. One first-round draft pick. And then when it comes to the actual trade deadline, take him. No, we'll give you, you know, a first-round draft yeah. pick, too. Then. Uh, yeah, so it, the, the price will go down. All right. Let's hear uh, from everybody in the stream team. Any other trade rumors you want us to tackle this week, let us know. We'll take our final break. When we come back, pick them uh, results and tweet of the night. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Doing a little research during the break, I was right. Austin Rivers has a new-ish podcast called Off Guard, part of the Ringer Network, I think. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly it hasn't yeah. dropped yet. Uh, looks like Austin's getting his reps in. Okay. <laughs> getting ready to drop that big first episode. Okay. Um, Go Off is the old Austin Rivers ah. podcast. So if you're subscribed to that one, <laughs> you're going to need to subscribe to this other feed. Off Guard. When it comes out. Okay. Okay, go off to off guard. If, if it comes out. Which well, which name do you like better for an NBA podcast? Go off or off guard? <laughs> I think I like go off. So better. do I. Yeah. Why'd they change it? I wonder. 
Uh, mm. Different network. Yeah. The previous one was uninterrupted, and this wow, one is Wow, Austin doesn't own his, own his masters there, eh? <laughs> Come on. Learn, learn from us, man. It took us three <laughs> different spots. his masters. But, but, I yeah, know who you pay Searchlight Publishing. <laughs> he says he's going to do a weekly podcast throughout the season. <laughs> no, he's not. That's, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. That's unlikely. No, you're not. I agree. That's very unlikely You'll for do it a, a player weeks, in season. Yeah, that's tough. There's not a player who does that. In season? Not Draymond? one player. Draymond doesn't. I just looked it up. <laughs> He's done three podcasts this season. Yeah, yeah. You got to do one, one a month if you're a player. JJ, Reddick, he can do it. He can do it. Yeah, he's not no longer playing, of course. Yeah, yeah. You got to say that, though, Tass. You got to say, once a week, I'm Austin Rivers. I'm, I'm, I'm the off guard. <laughs> I'm going off on my podcast, telling you the ins and outs of the NBA. And then yeah. he'll do it once, and then maybe in four weeks. That's better than saying, I'm an off guard. Come listen to me on my podcast. On my off days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Pick'em results last night. It was that Thunder Heat game. A lot of free throws. Miami didn't hit enough, though. They needed to win by five or more. OKC covers. Win for Tass. Nice pick there, Tassie. You're three and four. Trey took an L. Rare L there in January. You're five and two. And I am struggling. Two and five in the month of January. Big sked tonight. A lot of games on. Big guy coming to Atlanta tonight. Yanni Stetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. Only a one and a half point favorite in Atlanta. What about that? A little surprised by that. I'm taking the Hawks because that's where I live. Uh, Skeets <laughs> and Trey are taking the Milwaukee Bucks to cover just two. And yesterday you said Skeets, uh, or maybe it was the day before. When, when there's a fishy line, you take the uh, the anti fish, the, yeah, the yeah. team that, that's. I smell it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, this look, I've fishy. been horrible, so I'm I'm, not, I'm smelling. I walked into the classic factory this morning. And I said, it "Smells like peanut butter in here." And JD goes, uh, "No, my son made an egg." So <laughs> you can't take my my uh, my scents right now are off. <laughs> the scents are totally <laughs> off guard right now. Yeah. It was an, it was an omelet. An omelet. I mean, it, well, you said he made an egg. I, okay, <laughs> he made eggs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Does that cha- the smell change on what? No, it doesn't. I guess it does a little. I mean, if you say you made an egg, like I don't know, then it would like smell like an egg. Did you it guys smell like anything an when you like came that. in? I was in first, so maybe I uh, got all the smell up into my nose. <laughs> <laughs> it smelled like peanut butter. I was like, oh, somebody's having a peanut butter sandwich. Well, there was definitely peanut butter had by somebody this morning. Oh, so I. So yeah, you probably. Yeah. I could smell like past the egg. Yeah. And smell uh, the that's strong smell. That's strong. Yeah. It's like dog-like smell. Like. <laughs> I do have a, I, I consider myself to have a pretty good smell. It's my worst sense, personally. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can't smell anything. What's your best scent? My best scent? I mean, scent? your best, uh, your best uh, <laughs> uh, hearing, actually. What, what am I, I got good sense? hearing. Got Scents. good hearing. Yeah, that's and feel, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Put anything in my hand, I can tell you what it is. <laughs> oh, you could do that. Ice you club, you could do that game where we have the box and you got to like yeah, put your hands yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. And you can be like, never right eyeballs. Away. It's grapes. <laughs> Skinless grapes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that. Uh, all right, that's the uh, pick'em uh, game there. Bucks Hawks. I'm sure Trey, you're going down. Uh, yeah, I am going, going to the down. Fortress? Gotta get my gotta get trimmed up first in the beard zone. Then I'm gonna go see Big G. <laughs> that's what you called him. That's what you called him. <laughs> Big G. That's what I did. Big G. Yeah. Giannis. Giannis hey, onto hey, hey, hey! By the way, the stream team saying Patrick Beverly does a podcast once a week. There we go. I didn't. I didn't. You know, confirm that. I didn't fact check it. But a lot of people were saying, hey, Beverly's got one. I saw he did go on Draymond Green's podcast, I think, at the beginning of the season, probably to promote his new podcast. Sure, sure, sure. 
Weekly, huh, Bev? Well, that's why you're slacking <laughs> on the court. Oh, do you think he's putting too much like uh, time and effort into the oh, yeah, to the Google rundown oh, and yeah. getting guests and <laughs> thumbnails and you know? That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do as a basketball Social fan. You see somebody doing something else, like you know, enjoying their life. You got to say, "Get back on the court. Get off the mic. Do Get something." On the court. Yeah. What's his podcast called? Patrick Beverly? The Pat Bev Podcast. Ah, see. Oh, it's a bar stool joint. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> now is he on it every week? Yeah. All right. Gotta be. <laughs> it's named after him. It'd be weird otherwise. Yeah, but that happens. Yeah. I mean that's, that's true. That's he has uh, somebody by the name of Roan on the pod every week. Okay, so that's good. He's got a he's got a buddy. Co host. <laughs> Co host, but really probably the host, right? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. come in here, fire the topics, Get like that, like uh, like Shaq's podcast, big podcast. It's very big, <laughs> and you know, it's just like Shaq shows up, and they just uh, yeah, the, the two uh, the two hosts really just fire a bunch of questions at them. It's good. It's fun. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that Roan wasn't the sponsor because it keeps it was, <laughs> the Pat Bev podcast with Roan <laughs> is what it says every single time. Right? Is that is Roan a man? Uh, yeah. Or a yeah, woman? Yeah, or Roan, a product? Roan is bearing gifts once, so I, yeah, it looks like a real human <laughs> right. and not an AI or a sponsor. <laughs> uh, cool. tweet, tweet of the night. Let's do it. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Uh, I alluded to this earlier. When I said, we're going to show you where Toronto is on a map. Because last night, TNT, with a oh. wild graphic that riled up the Canadians. <laughs> we are the North, notable Canadian-born NBA players. And uh, show it to our guy, Sportsnet's uh, Faisal, tweeting the, uh, the screen grab of what they showed on the broadcast, showing guys from Montreal and Toronto and Jamal Murray from Kitchener. And it is so wild where they're putting these pointing arrows on this map of Canada. It's so far north, it's crazy. Uh, and it got a lot of Canadians upset. And I'm convinced, I said it on our playback last night, I, I was like, they're doing this just to, to, this is a content play from TNT. They can't, I mean, come on, they've been to Canada. They have Google. You can easily get an idea where these cities are. It's not that far north anyway. Um, Faisal had the Sportsnet team and their crew help everybody out. Here, look at that. They took the TNT graphic and plopped it into the actual spot on a map to then point to the real areas of Kitchener, Toronto, and Montreal. Much, much more south. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, confu- very confusing. Uh, first, I want to thank I mean, you guys who do a lot of the graphics, Jerome, JD, Trey, Skeets. Just in comparison to the TNT and even the Sportsnet graphic, it's just too busy there's just too much going on you guys simplify it make it a little simpler it's a freaking map uh the tnt zoomed up they wanted they wanted to see a huge body of water they wanted to see hudson bay yeah yeah, they love hudson bay you want to go up to saga you want to go to bananas well sorry it's closed you can't go up there they, they they also they had these like these shooting lines tnt specifically had these these gold shooting lines on the side of the graphic to make it look cool it's a map <laughs> I mean, why are we trying to look uh, cool? That, that's funny. I just noticed that Sportsnet put the actual location of TNTs 
Eros, like what would be in those spots? Yeah, yeah. That is really funny. I didn't see that the yeah. first time. Shout out to Polar Bear Provincial Park. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of ours up there, we appreciate you. Yeah, they just went so far north. Yeah. They went up to none of it in northern Quebec. Cities are by the border. You think that's a lake problem? They just saw the big body of water. They're like, that must be a great lake. <laughs> yes. around, Maybe. around the Great Lakes, right? 100%. That's the biggest you think lake that's what happened? Yeah. It's not a content play. They just don't know. But I mean, to be fair, I was looking at a map and I was like, whoa, Utah's there? I, I was like, <laughs> well, it was a lot closer. For you're getting some. ready for Salt Lake getting City. Ready for Salt Lake. I'm like, we're yeah. going out there. I'm like, oh, let's see where it is on the old where'd map. You, where'd you think it was? Where it is, I just thought it was a little to the right. That's right. I just thought <laughs> a little, a little more east? slightly more right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and then everybody was pointing out, of course, the infamous uh, Rachel Nichols uh, jump map. That had like, I think it had Hamilton. Did it have Hamilton in like the Sarnia area or something like? It was. It was. Well, that's closer. I know, but it was uh, pretty bad too. Anyway, yeah. why are we, we're giving these people credit that they they don't know where it is? It's a it's a map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're I don't right. understand. It's right. well, that's so, so hold on. Do you think they're doing it on purpose? They're like this. This will get them going. Watch this. We're gonna be no, on the six o'clock news in Canada. Watch. Just put it in the wrong spot. They'll f- go nuts. These are for- former six o'clock colleagues. <laughs> yeah. The six o'clock news. <laughs> six o'clock news. <laughs> with uh, with Peter Brian Mansbridge? Williams. No, our Brian Williams. Not your American one. We got one. No, I thought oh, Brian what- Williams did that map. I bet. <laughs> what happened was trust they- me. This map is factually correct. Said Brian Williams, the American. Yeah. What happened? What happened was they don't care. They yes. do not care where it goes well, I, on an I image of a screen. Yeah, Canadians will. The Americans don't care. No, of course not. <laughs> they just don't care if they, there's if Trey's Danner's getting up uh, physically. I can see it. <laughs> what? I care. Do you care? Do you care, man? I care. I care, man. Uh, the Great Lakes belong to the U.S. as much as they belong to Canada. Oh, uh, more so. Okay, fine, oh, sure, geez. whatever, because they've got the Lake names. Superior they got a here. Michigan. They got an Erie. Lake Superior. You got that was Ontario. nice. That's even. That was That's Lake... pretty even. That was uh, nice. I thought this was just advertising for the Muskokas. <laughs> well, not north. even close to no, the Muskokas. It's it's uh, see, I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, I think they just thought this looked cooler. Yeah, that's it part of it. Yeah. Cooler. It I'm does dying. look cooler. You're right. There's water. Yeah. I'm more offended with we are the North. That's <laughs> that bothers me. <laughs> Seeing it grammatically correct is just not right for some reason. Yeah. What in the geography is this? What in the geography is this? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good, good stuff. Good. Fun, fun tweet there. That was a that was a given. Yeah, I guess the Rachel Nichols one was uh, Hamilton way at the bottom. They had on their map of uh. Southeastern Ontario and, and, and Oshawa and all that they had on there. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. At least it's in that. Yeah. Does Rachel whatever. Nichols have a podcast? She's with uh, Stephen Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes. I remember she went on it and was pitching she was to her together. own show or something. Coming, I don't know. But has that aired? Probably not. Just I think it's a new show. I bet. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I can't keep actually. track of all this content. <laughs> it's hard. so many shows alright that's a fun tweet tonight way to wrap this one up what a wild show started with some battle bots ended with a geography lesson <laughs> we are back you tomorrow know, basketball stuff <laughs> yeah you know uh, back tomorrow live at 10am eastern from the classic factory uh, it's a double header tomorrow for your boys here at No Dunks we'll have a show recapping tonight's games and big storylines and then a special podcast later in the day doing once again 
are tiers of all the NBA teams. We did it at the start of the season, in the preseason, sort of mapping where we think we put these teams and what tiers, you know, are they final contenders or are they sort of just play-in sort of teams and all that. We're going to do that again now that we've had half the season. So that'll be fun to compare the two tiers that we have. Uh, so we'll do that tomorrow afternoon. You can join us uh, live for that one if you want. So make sure you subscribe. Let's get those numbers up to 60K by All-Star Weekend. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Canada is a country. Look, look it up. Oh. Look it up. <laughs> Brace the day, people. <laughs> <laughs>